Welcome to Conversations with Mark and Deborah Griffo, a marriage and family podcast dedicated to building strong families. And now your hosts, Mark and Deborah. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's podcast. We are so glad you have joined with us today. Get your paper and pencil and pen, and we're going to talk about some important things. And I am very happy to have my co-host with me, my wife of 40 years, Deborah Griffo. Welcome, babe. Uh, thank you so much, sweetheart. It's so good to be here, and I'm really excited for all that we're going to hear about and what God is going to teach us today. It's a very exciting subject. I'm excited, too. And what we're going to talk about today cannot be accomplished without first applying the one foundational teaching that we've been talking about on all of our podcasts. And that foundational teaching is asking the Holy Spirit to empower us, having the baptism of the Holy Spirit within us so we can have the power to accomplish all we need for our marriage. And today we're going to talk about one big word, and that's called healthy communication. You know, according to marriage counselors, the top three issues in marriage, number one is communication, number two is finances, and number three is intimacy. Proverbs 16.24 says this about our communication, nothing is more appealing than speaking beautiful, life-giving words, for they release sweetness to our souls and inner healing to our hearts and to our spirits. That takes work, doesn't it? It really does. And you know, there's no way (laughs) that we can have this healthy communication between a husband and wife, you know, who see each other day in and day out, unless we really have a supernatural power. Healthy communication is something we just learn, and God helps us, and He teaches us to learn to put this into practice. He really does. You know, there are at least four levels of communication. And the first two levels, I think, are important for any kind of communication that we have in life. Number one is surface communication. And number two is general information. Those two things are things that we talk about and things we communicate with every day of our life. But you know, it gets just a little deeper than that. And number three is deep feelings. And this, honey, involves the heart. It's positive and real. And we need to create what I call a safe place to express that kind of deep feeling communication. And you know, I believe that is within the home. I really do. It is. Our marriage should be the safest place to express our deepest feelings. And there should be no one more no one that you are more intimate with in your words and expressing your feelings than your spouse. That's God's design. That's the way that He created it to be. And if it's not that way with you, this podcast is going to help you so that you can begin to develop as a husband and a wife that intimate, close uh, relationship in regards to communication. And you know, I love, you know, in Genesis 2, verse 25, honey. Adam and Eve, they're in the in the Garden of Eden. You know, it's beautiful there. There's there's no stress. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody has any baggage. It's like nobody's in debt. Nobody's, you know, it's just, <laughs> it's beautiful. And it says in Genesis 2.25, Now the man and his wife were both naked. And I feel like in this verse, 
the Lord is really revealing to us something more than just being naked for sexual intimacy. I mean, that's great in itself. But I feel like God is saying here that there's such an importance in having complete transparency with each other, vulnerability, acceptance, intimacy at every level. And um, I think that this was the true intimacy that Adam and Eve had. They got a taste of it in the Garden of Eden. And the Lord desires for that now to be our inheritance through Jesus, is that our marriages are to be completely open and honest and transparent with no secrets. Secrets really are as dangerous I believe as as lies are, they can rob our relationships of, of trust. And so that deep place in our hearts should be revealed and known by each other as a husband and a wife. And mm-hmm. not only the the deep feelings, but I think the fourth level of communication goes even deeper than that. It involves deep needs that we have. Um, the greatest marriages, Mark, I believe they have an understanding of each other's needs, their spouse's needs. You know, as a woman, part of my need is I need to be protected. As a man, as a husband, part of your need is you need to be respected. So the best marriages are those that through communication, they are serving one another's needs. And that's something that we can all do. All of you listening today, husbands and wives, we can serve each other. You know, the goal is to become better and better at sharing our heart with our spouse and our loved ones. And that is a process. I want to go back to that verse that you mentioned because it says they felt no shame. And you know, I think, honey, there are a lot of couples that feel shame because they think they can't communicate well. They think that they can't go forward any longer because they've come up against a wall. But I want you to know today, wherever you are in your relationship, know that you can always grow stronger. And that's what this ministry is all about. Stronger together, building strong families, establishing that place, that safe place, honey, within the home that we can be vulnerable and we don't have to be shameful and we can expose ourselves for who we are, the way God made us, and we can move forward in that. And I really believe that that's very, very important. You know, any relationship left on autopilot will drift apart, but any relationship that has given consistent investment of time and selfless service they're going to flourish until the end. They're going to continue That's to right. grow and grow right. and grow. I That's believe right. that with all my heart. That's what's happened in our own lives That's right. through the 40 years. <laughs> and you know, it takes time to understand uh, how we can communicate to serve one another and to serve each other's needs. But that is the highest form of communication. When I am serving you with my words, and I am making sure that your needs are met. And you know, I just feel like when you know, we are finished on this earth, and it's our time to go, um, you know, we've finished our course, we've run our race, we're ready to meet the Lord. There's nothing greater, Mark, that we could look back on than the the way, the moments where we served each other, mm-hmm. and then the moments where we served alongside of each other, 
as we served other people and as we minister to other. And it just removes selfishness from our marriages. And all that's really left is just love. <laughs> and it's a kind of love that really can change our marriage. It can change the world. And um, Dave Willis in The Seven Laws of Love just comments on that that importance of not, er- not only serving each other, but moments that you serve alongside of each other. And it's just beautiful when you get to that level in your communication with each other. You know, there are walls that want to form in our marriages and in our families that will stop us from intimate and beautiful and consistent, ongoing communication. You know, when those walls are developed, it's so hard to break them down. And so we want to be proactive and we want to build love and strong communication so that those walls don't go up. Mm, And I think there's a lot of walls, there's a lot of barriers that we build ourselves. They don't just automatically come. I think sometimes those barriers are built as a result of our ability to build them. And that's not a good thing to do sometimes. You know, Dr. Markman and Dr. Stanley, 20 years of research... They came up with four amazing barriers to communication. Honey, why don't you start and let's talk about those. Oh, well, the first one, I know we've all gone through this. I mean, we've gone through this. It's just when something happens in the relationship and you withdraw, you shut it down. That's not good. (laughs) You stop, you physically withdraw, you know, maybe you give this silent treatment. Um, You just, you know, you pull way back. And then the second one is... You get really loud, escalation. You know, you start yelling, you start um, stomping around, you slam doors. So there's withdrawing, escalation. And then number three, there's belittling, just speaking words that are going to hurt, to be critical. And I think that the more critical you are, it's just because you haven't been healed yet of your own insecurity issues And so you need to put others below yourself. But belittling is just one of the um, repercussions of an insecurity issue. And belittling is so dangerous. That's such a dangerous thing when you come against someone and you purposely belittle them so you can be lifted higher. And that's usually what people want to do in marriage. They want to be like on top all the time and say, I'm in charge and I want to do this. And I, you know, therefore I can belittle you and bring you down to a lower place. And we do not want to go there. No, that's that's um, completely opposite to the Lord's design of mm-hmm. marriage. And, you know, when we begin to go into these places of withdrawal, escalation, belittling, uh, usually it's because there's some kind of a wound in us, something that needs healed. And once we get that healed and taken care of and we begin to live outside of ourselves and we start looking at our husband, you know, as a son of God or our wives as a daughter of the Lord, um, we want to, we stop. We want to stop treating them in this belittling way or this withdrawing, and we desire to grow closer to them in our communication and in our actions and our love. And then the fourth one that they wrote about, the fourth barrier, is false belief, which is really dangerous, you know, and and it's when you're in a fight, you know, you're feeling all of the emotions going on, and then all of a sudden, there's confusion that Mm. just comes in, and the Bible says the devil is the father of life. All of a sudden, things are getting created that didn't even happen. There's confusion. It's just, you know, it's it's not going anywhere. And so those are the four, um, the four barriers 
to good communication. So if you're operating in any of those, I know as you continue to listen, you're going to see how to step out of those places and um, come into a new place of drawing closer to your spouse, your children, and just the people that God has surrounded you with. You know, as you are talking, sweetheart, I'm asking myself, there's couples probably listening saying, what do I do about this? Like, I've done those four things, and I have created those walls, those barriers, so what do we do about this? How do we break those walls back down? What are some practical ways to demolish and explode those things from off the chart of our lives. Yeah. And I think it's important we talk about this. You know, here's what the Bible says. We have to go down to the very foundation of what the Bible says to help break those walls down. And in Matthew chapter 12, verse 37, I think it's from the message translation. It says, words are powerful. Take them seriously. Words can be your salvation. Words can also be your damnation. You know, it's important that we speak words of hope, words of life, words of encouragement. Jesus did this. Uh, God did this when he created, he said, let there be light. His words created the world. And with our words, we create the world around us. We create the atmosphere around us. And either that atmosphere is going to be uplifting Or that atmosphere is going to be very diminishing and it's going to be negative. Mm, That's so good. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good because we really are empowered to create the world Mm -hmm. that we desire to have around us. God has really given us the power through our words. Just like you said, He created through His words. And so we create through our words. Sometimes we are raised in an atmosphere where we have no paradigm for what beautiful, healthy communication is. I remember a funny story I just I recently heard, and it was about a woman that was coming in uh, to um, a pastor and his wife, and they were counseling this woman, and she was just so fed up with her kids and some of their behavior issues, and she had to bring her kids with her to the counseling session. And so they were kind of, the door was open, and they were out in the hallway. And um, she just turned to the pastor and his wife, and she said, you know, my kids, they are always yelling at each other, and they won't stop. And then just as soon as she said that, you know, she turned around to her kids in the hallway and said, would you kids please shut up (laughs) and quit yelling? And then she just said, Pastor, I just, I don't know why my kids yell. And, you know, it's like, (laughs) hello. sometimes, and those kids will grow up to yell too, because (laughs) sometimes we've never had a paradigm of what healthy, beautiful communication is. But praise God, everything we need, everything we Mm -hmm. need for an answer for our marriage is always through God's Word and His gentle, loving ways that He teaches us His Word. And, you know, I just feel like if we want to look at how to communicate beautifully, we need to look at what Jesus modeled and how He communicated. And that's the best way to find out. It is. Amen. Amen. In fact, 1 Corinthians 13 says, Love is very patient, kind, never jealous, never envious, never boastful, never proud, never haughty or selfish or rude. It doesn't demand its own ways. It's not irritable. It's not touchy. It doesn't hold grudges. It'll hardly even notice when others do it wrong. 
It's never glad about injustice. It rejoices when truth wins out. And it goes on. If you love someone, you're going to be loyal to him no matter what the cost. You're going to always believe in him and expect the best of him. So our journey in Jesus Christ, we become more like him and we begin to love like he loves. And so the first one, honey, why don't you start there? Well, yeah, and before I give this first one, I just want to say, you know, sometimes, sweetheart, there's couples and families that become calloused to these things. They don't even know that they are hard towards their family. Oh, they don't even good. know that they are, you know, creating an environment that's rough and tough. And, you know, they think that in order to be the commander in chief, you've got to have this kind of ability to be the leader and be tough and speak words that, you know, are condemning and words that are belittling. Right. And, you know, sometimes we just become callous to those kinds that's of things. Good. And if you're listening and you feel your heart calloused, towards your family or you feel these frustrations rising up within you, you know, you just got to break those off right now and you got to speak words of love. And Deborah just spoke a beautiful scripture in 1 Corinthians 13. Jesus modeled that love. And in everything we do as believers, we have to model that love. So let's talk about how we break those walls down. I think the first one is why don't we praise and celebrate one another? It's the best thing we can do. Sweetheart, I celebrate you. I praise you for what you do. And husbands and wives, praise and honor each other. Proverbs 31, 28, her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, he praises her. I think uh, it's Proverbs 25, 11, a word aptly spoken is like apples of gold and settings of silver. Your words are so powerful, and the Bible says your words are going to bring death or your words are going to bring life. And we have chosen, and I want you to choose to bring life to your family by the words you speak. Let every word be so soaked in life that all people feel coming from you is that life. It's so good. Look for the gold in your children, in your husband. You know, it's anybody can be critical. Anyone can talk about the, um, you know, the negative, but purposely ask God to to shift your heart even more to celebrate Mm -hmm. the beautiful things in your spouse. The second one would be just speak the right words at the right time. What is your spouse's need? You know, look for it and speak into it. Um, speak to your children, encourage them, prophesy to them. Let them know they're the champions, they're leaders, they're world changers as they leave for school or wherever they're going. Um, speak those words of life over them. They get lots of garbage at school from their friends uh, sometimes. But when we're smiling and just expressing, even to our spouse, I'm so happy you have loved me so well. You give me so much hope by the words you're speaking right now. When we share these things, we're doing what Proverbs 16, 24 says. It says, beautiful, life-giving words release sweetness to our souls and inner healing oh my goodness. to our spirits. So beautiful. I love that. That is such a great scripture. Memorize that, everyone. You know, number three, we can speak words of thanksgiving. I look at Proverbs 18, I think it's verses 21 and 22, and it says, The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruit. He who finds a wife finds what is good and receives favor from the Lord. And I want to encourage you to say thank you at least 10 times a day to your spouse and to your children. Make it a practice 
and make it a part of your life to say thank you because thanksgiving releases the favor, it releases the abundance, and it releases the blessings of the Lord upon your life. So good. And then the fourth one would be speak with affection. Ask the Lord to ignite your heart and make it alive that you can speak words that will bring that inner healing and that sweetness to other spirits and our families, just like God does to us. Uh, Jeremiah 31, 3, he says to you, I have loved you with an everlasting love, with unfailing love. I have drawn you to myself. These are words of affection coming mm-hmm. deep from the heart of the Father. And we're created like God to speak from the depths of our heart. And so we should be daily saying, I love you. You know, my darling, call one another the sweetest words. They're your treasures. Your spouse is your treasure. Mm. And he or she wants to be affirmed. If it's awkward at first, it might be, but get in the habit and get used to calling one another by terms of affection, dear words, as you just treat each other uh, this way, we're acting just like God acts towards us as He speaks to us. That's so good, Deborah. I just love this. I love these points. You know, another way to break those walls down is bring encouragement into your home. Mm, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful, and listen to this, for the building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Listen, there is some nuggets of truth in here. There's no natural words that can do this. They have to be words that are breathed with the spirit life. Breathe those spirit life words of encouragement to your children. Champion them. Champion them to your leaders. Champion them, you know, to your family. And be a world changer by speaking words of encouragement to each other. (laughs) That's so good, honey. And you're so good at that. You're such an encourager to me and to our children. And uh, we all want to be those encouragers to those around us. And the sixth one, um, this is something to put into practice. And remember, these are all principles of the way Jesus modeled communication. And the sixth one would be kindness. Proverbs Proverbs 15.1, a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. And you know, I have had to apologize many times. I've had to repent for ugly words. I've had to repent for harsh words at times. The goal is we're creating a safe place where I can express my heart to you and you can express your heart to me, honey. And sons and daughters, um, we want the same thing for them, that a safe place where they know that they'll be received with kindness and not with yelling ugly words that doesn't help anything. And so this is a principle that Jesus modeled so beautifully. Love is kind. You know, these are powerful principles. My goodness, if we can put these into practice daily, we're going to have such a healthy marriage. You know, number seven is speak the truth in love. Ephesians 4.15, the New Living Translation says, We will speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. You know, when I look at Jesus, He was full of truth and grace. We speak truth, but not to intimidate. Truth without grace is mean, 
Grace without truth is meaningless, and truth and grace is medicine to our souls. And so as we speak the truth in love and we do it out of a heart that's tender and compassionate, yet it's a powerful word to help someone, we're going to have a super successful marriage. Oh, it's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. And you know, remember in our marriage, it's a process. And through every year, you know, we know we're not going to give up. We know that we're going to continue. Two of us, both of us are going to continue continue to press forward and to make our marriage the greatest that it can be. And as we're doing this, um, God helps us with these principles and they become greater and greater, Mm -hmm. sweeter and sweeter. And, you know, does that mean all conflict is going to go away? No. (laughs) (laughs) It's not. Conflict will remain, but oh, it helps us so much when we know how to deal with conflict in a healthy way. And so number eight is when you're in the middle of conflict, you know, sometimes we just say, or I'll just say, honey, let's just pray. And no matter where we are in the conversation, you know, we just want to pray. God, help us right now. And maybe we need to, you know, just separate for a minute into our, you know, a quiet place, keep our eyes always on the Lord. And therefore we can keep our heart glad and our tongue can still rejoice as we just continue to pray. Psalm 16, 8 and 9. Because we don't want to let the enemy in. Marriage is, um, I believe, the strongest force on the planet. It is the strongest force. Against anything that the enemy would want to bring in. And yes. so when we are strong and we're wise and we're walking in this place of humility and desiring to have healthy communication, we're going to have a beautiful mission and testimony for the world. You know, I want to encourage you listeners today, don't let the enemy in to your marriage. Guard your marriage. Guard your mission. Guard your testimony to the world. Pray to God yourself. Pray to God together and extend your voices to heaven to bring heaven on earth in your family. You know, these are at least eight ways to break those walls down. And I want to say to you in closing that communication from the depths of our heart to each other is one of the greatest things we could do. Communication with our words is a key to life that's filled and honoring and beautiful in our marriage and relationships. I think of Proverbs 16.24, nothing is more appealing than speaking beautiful, life-giving words, for they release sweetness to our souls and inner healing to our spirits. We want to pray for you today, and we want to thank the Lord that He's already beginning to do this work in you. So, Father, right now, we come before you, and I thank you for every person listening. I thank you for every marriage. I thank you for every family. And, Lord, I pray that communication that they have within their family unit would be communication, Lord, like you would have in heaven with the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. I pray there would be a unified mindset that we would move forward in our families and we would build our families strong in every way. Holy Spirit, come and enter into our conversations and Father, affect our communication, I pray in Jesus' name that you would do your work in every family. I pray this, Lord, now. 
Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. And Lord, like we asked at the beginning, Lord, we know that we cannot do this in our own strength, but Lord, it we need an empowerment from you. So we thank you for the supernatural empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We thank you for baptism of strength mm. and boldness in the Holy Spirit. Father, for those that have not received a baptism, Lord, of the Holy Spirit, we ask, Lord, that you would just continue to pour out upon them that they might receive this beautiful gift that you've given us so that we can walk out our marriages, our relationships, Lord, Mm -hmm. all the things you've called us to in our ministries, our businesses. Lord, we thank you that you allow us to walk these out with a great power that is not of ourselves, but is of you. Lord, for the places and the ways that we have failed in communicating and using our words for the uplifting of others and meeting of their needs, Father, we repent and we ask that Mm. you would, from this day forward, help us to put a watch upon our lips, help us to guard our mouths, Lord, and we thank you that, Holy Spirit, you are the one that will help us to do this. So, Lord, we thank you that you cause us, Lord, to turn our words into words of life and sweetness and, Lord, uplifting and ministering to and encouragement, Lord. We ask, Father, that if we have a tendency to go towards a negative or a critical spirit, that in the name of Jesus, you would deliver us from that and our mindset would be shifted today. And, Lord, that we would see the beauty and the goodness and the kindness of what you're doing, Lord. Thank you that life and death is in the power of the tongue. So we just speak life into all of the families that are listening, all of the marriages, Father. We say that they will thrive, Lord, that they will be strong in their Mm -hmm. businesses. They will be um, fruitful in their ministries, Lord. We thank you, Father, that you're with them. And Lord, that they will use their words, Lord, just to bless themselves um, together as couples, to bless their children, and then to bless those that you bring around them, Lord. Thank you, Father, that you're doing a great work here today. We thank you for the the presence of God that we feel right now. And we love you, Lord. We thank you that this is your plan and that we would walk according to your ways. Rain, I just saw in the Spirit, there's a man and there's a woman, not necessarily a married couple. They could be two individuals. But I saw them just saying, I have been so bombarded in my life by words that have been negative and condemning and words that have ridiculed me and words that have driven me down into the pits. I believe today God is healing you from those words. And I speak to you deliverance in Jesus' name. If that's you, I just reverse that curse and I speak words of hope and confidence to you and healing that God is speaking words of life over you and he's affirming you. You are a good son and you are a good daughter. So whoever this is for, for tonight, whoever this is for today, whoever this is for this week, listen to the voice of God, not to the voice of men, and don't look back, but move ahead today from where you are now. And so I speak this over you in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been our pleasure. It's been our honor to be with you. And there's one thing we want to remind you, and that is you can build a strong family. This podcast has been produced by the loving contributions of our partners and friends. If you desire to know more about Stronger Together Ministries, please visit the website at www.strongertogetherministries.org.
It's our desire to bless you and encourage you to have a strong family. If you care to invite Mark and Deborah to your church or ministry, please contact them at contact at strongertogetherministries.org. We are stronger together as we are building strong families. God bless you.